there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Good morning. Follow the money. Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans in for Mitch and Paulie as they continue their vacation. They will be back on Monday, but we are in for the next three days, Matt, and we have a lot to get to as we normally do. We're going to talk a lot of golf today because I know you had Jeff Neiman last week. Congrats to you and Wes Wenerls. I did the show with Wes over the weekend. He was very mm-hmm. excited that Newman went wire to wire. We'll see how we do this week. We're going to have Jeff Seeley joining us as well to talk more about what's going to happen down in the Florida swing and also look ahead a little bit to Augusta National, which, oh, by the way, is not that far away now. You blink, it's almost April as we wind down February. Johnny Avella is going to join us as well. And Dan Needles in the last hour talk all things Green Bay Packers. Oh, and that's let's where... talk Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> let's go ahead and kick it off with more Aaron Rodgers Packers talk. Well, so he goes on, as he always does, Pat McAfee's show each mm-hmm. and every week, and mm-hmm. that's now become like, it feels like appointment viewing now if you love soap operas. I don't. I've never watched soaps, but this is what it feels like when you watch every week. Like, what's it going to be this week? And this week, Matt, he started off by basically telling you and I and the rest of America, there's, there's not going to be any news. Take a listen from, from Aaron. Yeah, let me just put this disclaimer out right away for the, the, uh, the few people watching that are tuning in just for a specific uh, maybe news or decision. There will be no news today, no decision on, on my future. Uh, as I was texting with you yesterday, I just got out of a 12-day Panchakarma. Uh, look that up. Uh, I know you did after we talked. Uh, <laughs> but it's a cleanse that you know originated in India. It's been going on for thousands of years. And it's something I've done in the off season, so I'm just getting my head above, above the sand now and uh, seeing what's going on out there. But, um, but no decision about my future today. A twelve day cleanse is what that is. He clearly he wanted you and I and everybody else to go look it up, Matt. I mean, I've heard. I did not go look it up. I, I can tell you that um, <clears throat> rumors are, Aaron Rodgers and Paul Howard were doing the same twelve day cleanse in it's- India. I'm not, I have not confirmed that, but I think Paul Howard was over there with Aaron Rodgers. Have you ever – because, look, you are known for many things. One of them is your affinity for fast food. Have you ever just thought that maybe I should do a 12-day cleanse? 
Dave, I can do a 12-hour <laughs> cleanse. Are you kidding me? Uh, uh, so a 12-day cleanse? You yeah. do what, what? No eating, no drinking? What do you do? Well, I don't, I've done a cleanse back in the day uh, with some coworkers at, at, at a different spot in D.C., and it lasted until I went to an Orioles game with my nephews, and then they decided they weren't going to eat the rest of their hot dog. I just spent a ton of money in these hot dogs, and my youngest nephew said, go ahead, Uncle Dave, I won't tell, and I just woofed it down. End of cleanse. I just totally broke it. I'm sure Aaron was very, it was very therapeutic. It sounds like he is whatever he's had to work through, Matt. Maybe that 10, 12 day cleanse has been part of it. No, seriously, I'm asking you, what's the definition of the cleanse? Do, the, you, do you not the, eat meat? Do you not eat at all? What's well, that the was deal? the, that was, there's supposed to be no meat. And it was okay. basically until I ate the hot dog. But Aaron Rodgers went on to say this, Matt, that he made this long Instagram post. And it had a lot of people inferring maybe what Aaron really means. This is what Aaron had to say about said post. Nothing cryptic about gratitude. You know, I just came out of a 12-day cleanse where you're eating a specific diet and you're going through these treatments every day. And you're not really doing anything else. you got to kind of turn everything else off. And, and so, you know, you're not working out. You're not straining or anything. It's kind of a recentering. Um, and, and it not only heals you physically, but I think it takes away mental stress. And, and then the spiritual part, I think it allows you to kind of enjoy the meditations a little bit more. So when I come out, my first thought is just intense gratitude for the people in my life. And that's not every person in my life that I mentioned. And, and there's other people to, to highlight in the credit. But that was just where I was at. I was going through some old pictures from the last year and felt an intense amount of gratitude uh, for the life that I have and for the lessons that I've learned and the growth that's happened over the last year and the people who've been a part of that uh, that journey. Not sure if you picked that up, but he was on a 12-day cleanse. So that was a 12-day cleanse? Is that I, think, what it was? I think officially. When you come out of a 12-day cleanse, you have enormous gratitude for the people around you. And right? you like to post it on social media. Uh, okay. Because God, wine, gratitude is wine for the soul. Go on and get drunk on it, Matt. That's what he wants you to do. Now, how that gets us to where we think Aaron is going, I have no idea. Because, again, you can make these wagers whether or not you think Aaron Rodgers will take the first snap under center next year for the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you believe that or not. But Aaron did talk about Brian Gutekunst and the relationship with the Packers. Let's hear one more not cryptic message from Aaron Rodgers. Well, I'm not going to get into specifics. I don't think that's okay. fair to do. But this, a lot of it's centered around communication and, and doing a better job of, of communicating. Uh, and look, one of the first days I was back, Brian and I have got, had a conversation, a very honest conversation um, after a, a walkthrough. And that was meaningful to me. And I think from that was kind of like the best, you know, analogy is like the, that was the me and Brett Favre shaking hands on stage at the NFL Honors that I felt like, and I think a lot of people, and Brett would probably say the same thing, I felt like it was kind of a catalyst to get Brett back in the fold. Let's get him back in the fold. He's going to the Packer Hall of Fame in 2015. He's going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2016. Let's make sure he's back a part of, like, uh, the Green Bay Packers family. And that's what that conversation was with Brian and I, was I felt like that was kind of a first step to having a, a real uh, free-flowing conversation and friendship. And I'm, uh, I'm definitely thankful for the work that he put in uh, on the relationship and Russ Ball as well. Uh, Matt and I, I think every year we get closer and more connected and feel better about our communication. And obviously 
you know, working with Nathaniel and, and Luke Getze was just outstanding. I love those guys. And, <laughs> Look, I am. I do not have. I, I'm apathetic when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. I don't like. Don't dislike. Like mm-hmm. teach their own, Matt. You Neutral. Do, yeah, but I don't know what the hell is he saying. I, I, now he loves Lafleur. Does he love Gutekunst? And now, now he's, he does. he's he's loves he, everybody. It's gratitude. It kind of reminds me of a conversation Dave once I had with the Dalai Lama. How did that go? Uh, and I say, Hey, Lama, <laughs> how about a little something you know for the effort? Right. And he says, uh, There won't be any money. But when you die on your deathbed, you will receive total consciousness. So I got that going for me. Yeah, which is nice. Minus 165. Straight out of Caddyshack. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Aaron, I hope he's happy. I truly truly do. Because, you know, he just got out of a relationship. Apparently, there's some famous model, actress. I don't know who the hell she is. But apparently, Aaron's... I've never been married. You've never been married. This isn't a past judgment on anybody that Israel is not married. But he's going through some things. Clearly, he's going through some things, and he's workshopping them. It feels like in the Pat McAfee show each and every week. Mm-hmm. Minus one sixty-five Packers to win the North, and or if I can interest you in this, thirteen to one to win the Super Bowl. When you hear existential, no, Aaron, I'm not going to bite on that again. I bet the Packers won the Super Bowl the last two years. I can't do it again. And uh, as far as these NFC North odds, I'm not going to jump at these either because right now it sounds more like he's leaning towards staying with the Packers and the organization seems like it wants to make a commitment to him because Brian Gutekunst, Mark Murphy, every, Mark, Matt LaFleur, they mm-hmm. know that if Aaron Rodgers is out the door, so are their chances to be Super Bowl contenders. So they're going to do everything they can, I think, at this point to make Aaron Rodgers happy. So unlike a year ago at this time when we thought – he was probably headed out the door, mm-hmm. or even at the end of the season when it looked like Aaron Rodgers was headed to Denver. I'm not going to jump to any conclusions. I'm not going to make any bets on this. Uh, a lot of sports books had taken down NFC North odds. Wow. Uh, they were up at uh, a few books last night. Mm-hmm. We found the Packers at minus 165, so there's still odds on favorites. And um, the Vikings are about 3 to 1, plus 275. The Bears, 6 to 1, and the Lions, 12 to 1. Uh, I'm not tempted to uh, bet anything there right now, but I would actually kind of prefer to see Aaron Rodgers in Denver. Just something new. Get, let's get this Packers soap opera over with. I think we're all a little bit sick of it, but you're right. It's almost like weekly on the Pat McAfee show. It's like public therapy where Aaron <laughs> Rodgers just talks through his feelings and then everybody in the media uh, makes too big a deal out of it. I don't know what the right thing to do is when you get out of a bad relationship. I don't. I don't know if this is good. You've never for been in a bad relationship. Oh, I've been in several. Oh, okay. But like, you know, I've had advice from friends like, "Hey, just you know, don't say a thing. Like, just you know, nothing. Don't, 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 don't use your Twitter. Don't use your IG. Don't mm-hmm. put up there. You know, uh, what therapy? It's wine for the soul. I mean, just don't say stuff like that because then you know you get calls from mom. Now, I'm apparently not in the Rogers household. The family does. They have issues there. But normally, you get calls and <laughs> be like, "Hey, are you okay?" It, it just it screams of a guy looking for something, and I don't know if he's going to find it in Green Bay or not. So to your point, if you want to go to Denver right now, twenty three to one, twenty two to one, somewhere in, in that vicinity, if Aaron goes to Denver, they got a lot of mountains you can hike there. Maybe it's therapeutic, but if he goes to the AFC, I mean, you just saw the divisions awful in the NFC in the North. It's it's absolutely awful. I mean, who else would you back your money on? Good luck. The the biting kneecaps, you know. Justin Fields, okay. Kirk Cousins might not even be in Minnesota. They got a whole new regime change there in mm-hmm. Chicago. Like, it's a mess in the North. So, if Aaron stays in Green Bay, they're going to win the division. That's why the Packers are so desperate to keep him. It's like the, the girlfriend who wants to leave and the Packers don't want to let him leave. Uh, this is from Tom Silverstein. 
who covers the Packers for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, and he said Aaron Rodgers mentioned on the show with McAfee that he's not making a decision uh, because of what the Packers do with wide receiver Devontae Adams. Wow. I think that's fairly obvious. The Packers can slap the franchise tag on Adams starting yesterday if they want. I don't know why so Obviously, it's going to be very important for Rodgers to have Devontae Adams there if he's going to stay you know, at least one more year. It's interesting. When I saw that, too, from Tom, I thought, why haven't the Packers slapped the tag on Adams? It doesn't make any sense not to for them uh, unless you're really going to try working a long-term deal. But I, I can't imagine that's the, the route that they end up taking. All right, the first hour of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. When we come back, win some, lose some. Cannot wait to figure out uh, what we have there for the day. And also, again, we're going to talk a lot more about what's going on in the world of golf. And, you know, we thought Aaron Rodgers had a lot of drama yesterday. Phil Mickelson said, hold my beer. We'll discuss all of that throughout the morning. Don't go anywhere. We got you covered all day long right here. Follow the money. We got Jeff, Johnny, and Dan coming up throughout the hour right here. Follow the money on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Win Some, Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. All right, here we go. Win Some, Lose Some. Betting public on the Iowa Hawkeyes last night. Open five and a half point favorites. Closed seven at several spots. And the Hawkeyes put a beating on the Michigan State Spartans, 86-60 to in Iowa City last night. And I got that one wrong. I, I took points with the dog, and uh, that was a dead dog. Tom Izzo's team has now Ooh. lost five of six. Keegan Murray of the Hawkeyes with 28 points last night, trying to put pressure on Wisconsin's Johnny Davis to win Big Ten Player of the Year. Would you, uh, Izzo came out after we had the whole uh, handshake line controversy, right? And said, hey, my guys will do it even there's nobody else there. I hope they enjoyed that handshake line at Iowa. I mean, look, I, w- no matter which way you think about it, it was weird that Izzo kind of got into that. I know he's getting a lot of praise he's on social. He's, right? he's like, ah, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. I right? had to shake some hands after getting their butts kicked last night. 
well, they're used to that because they've lost five of six. Uh, so Kansas State, Kansas total bet up from 141 and a half to 143. Not wow. a huge move, but a little bit of money over the total. And there was no doubt about this one. Jayhawks rocked the Wildcats 102 to 83. Lands on the 185 Wolf. last night, about 40 points over the total at Allen Fieldhouse in the Big 12. How about this? Kim Pomeroy, mm-hmm. college basketball analytics guru, his projected winners went 28-0 straight up on his website, KenPom.com, last night. So the KenPom.com projected winners swept the board. Now, not all 28 covered the spread, but, still, but 28-0 straight up. If you go to uh, Ken Pomeroy on Twitter, he's got a screenshot of it up there. Check it out. I'm not sure that's ever happened with that many games where he's uh, <laughs> gone 28-0 or even 20-0. Uh, that's remarkable. Imagine if you would have just money line money line parlayed twenty eight. Well, I I'm mean, not sure you could do that. But right. uh, college basketball top twenty five favorites last night seven and zero straight up five one and one against the spread. So that's win some, Dave. And uh, we got a couple videos here. Right, I don't know if Drake was a winner last night. Oh wait, the wait the the team or the the uh, singer, the rapper, singer, oh the rapper, whatever he is. Whoa, wait, 100K a spin on roulette. This is what Drake did. And single zero at least, but at least a 2.63% house advantage. Drake, that casino is very good double deck blackjack. That's less than 0.5% house edge with basic strategy card from the gift shop. I guess it's all relative in the short term. That's crack man, Bill Krakenberger, who tweeted out. There's a photo of Drake at Aria last night betting 100,000 on a spin of roulette, which is just routine for him. Routine, I guess. I mean, well, again, I, I remember like when Floyd Mayweather would always post on you know Twitter or IG like a second half Wizards plus one line for you know two million, okay. and I thought you know because he win that one, like Drake, like you have I get it money to literally burn. Is there excitement there? If you're betting a hundred grand a uh-huh. spin, vroom, double zeros. Well, I'll ask you in relative terms. Let's say you go out to the casino here at, at Circa during the break, yeah. and you bet a hundred bucks a spin on roulette. You gonna get a thrill out of that? Oh yeah, huh? Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Hundred thousand for him. Damn it! Double bucks zero. For Dave Ross. Yeah, you're right. I would probably get a little bit fired up. You would yell, right? You yell the number. Do yeah, your thing. Some people do. Some people don't. How about this lamb on a seesaw? What? You want to commentate here? Okay, there is a lamb. Well, there's. A... <laughs> okay, but see, here's the problem. What's the, what's in the in the background? Is that a deer? Okay, because there's a lamb on a seesaw, that right? Looks like it. Yeah. Now he's he or she it is doing a very good job of balancing, getting from one side to the next, right? Like the fulcrum point, you can see there. The, the lamb is very good at this. My objection would be. <laughs> How come the other uh, animal in said picture is not helping out on the other part of the saw? So the seesaw, we could like have fun together if we're all in this together. The deer's busy eating grass. He doesn't care. Does not care. Is it goats? Is that a goat? I'm not good with animals, Matt. That's a lamb right there. I believe. That, anyway. We're being told it's a goat. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. You you misidentified the, the animal. Uh, it's written down here on the notes as a lamb on a seesaw. <laughs> and that was uh, from Dustin, the producer. Okay. <laughs> Wait, not Let's get to dog sledding. <laughs> I know it's a dog. It's got to be. A, that's a dog, people. That if you can't see this and you're listening, there's a dog. It's got a sled in his mouth on the snow, puts the said sled down, and then goes... That is an amazing, that's an amazing dog. All the way down to the bottom of the hill. Yeah. 
What's even more amazing is we uh, showed this video a week or two when Mitch and I were on the show together. Really? This is a replay. Yeah. Well, like, that's just a cool dog. That is pretty cool. But then, like, does the dog then have to walk all the way back up to do it again? Is the dog that well, smart? Well, apparently it does. Right there, you're watching. Well, no, that's on a loop. <laughs> All right, that's win some. Let's get to lose some. Uh, Nevada Wolfpack last night in Reno. Open pick. Closed minus two and a half. This line get up to three. I was on the Nevada side, too. Right before the game, Nevada's second best player, Desmond Cambridge. Guard surprisingly scratched, and that was a big deal last night. The Wolfpack still had the halftime lead. They ended up losing to UNLV 62 to 54 in Reno. It was an eight-point loss last night. Uh, so it's lose some. The money was on Nevada, and UNLV got the win on the road last night in the Mountain West. How about this one in hockey? Okay. The Panthers minus 260 against the um, against the Preds. Nashville Predators. Nashville won the game 6-4 to four at Florida. The Panthers had the best home record in the NHL going into that game last night, 23-3. And, and uh, minus 260 goes down in the win for the Predators. See, like... Again, Florida, I think they're going to be one of the chic picks. Clearly, they've been taking most of the money here, potentially uh, win the Stanley Cup. Their offense, no denying it. I do wonder about the defense, if it'll be enough to get you all the way home, if you're backing Florida. That's my two cents there. Uh, Winsome Woosome is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. When you claim your 100% first deposit match bonus now with code 250MATCH, learn more at BetRivers.com. Dot com. Uh, we do have some other things that we wanted to get to very quickly, and one of them involved Dan Hurley in UConn in Villanova last night. Kind of Matt. A controversial game last night with uh, UConn Ooh. getting the win seventy-one to sixty-nine over Villanova. We're watching the replay right now, and uh, Villanova had a three-point lead at the free throw line forty-five seconds ago. Found a way to lose the game, but the the officiating was a fiasco in this game last night. It was really both ways too. It was in the first half after Hurley got teed up. Right after the tee, he kind of had a wry smile, and he looked to the to the crowd at stores and implored them, as I spill my coffee, to get up. <laughs> and they all got up. And then Matt, when they got up, he got teed again and tossed. This is what happened there as I clean up my coffee. And Matt, my thing is here: is that worthy of an ejection to you? Would you eject him? No, I don't think he should have been ejected. Obviously, there there had to be something previous to that in the relationship with the officials that led to that ejection because that would be uncalled for. Now, the Hurley brothers' sideline antics are are pretty much over the top. But I don't think he should have been ejected, obviously, from this game. Well, here's what he had to say about said ejection. I mean... You know, it's happened to me before. It's, ha- it's happened to me before, so I knew how to handle it. <laughs> I know how to walk out. Uh, unfortunately for me, I, I just—I was obviously—I was in shock. Um, you know, just because of the two situations. You know, occasionally when, when guys miss, uh, you know, shots at the rim. I think Tyrese had missed a, a finish in the paint. I turned and kind of hit the scorer's table. Then it was about a five or a six second delay, and then I got a technical foul, I guess, for hitting the scores table. You know, and then I felt like Gillespie was getting close to, you know, shooting free throws, technical free throws. I then turned to get the crowd loud while he was shooting technical, and they threw me out. So, now obviously, I, it was surreal. I was stunned. Um, I, uh, okay, so it's surreal. He was stunned. 
It's got to go back, watch the whole second half. It'd be a hell of a game to watch when you're not coaching, as animated as he is. I'm, I mean, tough. It's going to be tough to watch that game from the locker room. Goes down to the wire like that. But I wonder, what do you do in the – you get tossed, Matt. Are you just, like, having, you know, a pop or something, hanging out, or are you still coaching well, somehow? I would, I would assume – uh, the Hurley brothers are not very calm. He's probably going nuts back in his office while he's watching the uh, while he's watching the game, probably screaming at the officials and uh, through the throwing TV. stuff at the TV and the walls, spilling his coffee like I did. Good win for UConn last night, though, seventy-one to sixty-nine. Even though uh, that was a little bit of a controversial game, there was a, a charge call oh, on boy. Colin Gillespie of Villanova at the end last night that was uh, questionable at best. But a lot of times in college hoops, those block charge calls are going to be controversial. 50-50 calls, and the referees are guessing most times, and I, I feel like most times they guess wrong. I thought they guessed wrong on that one. Uh, no more football? Well, no problem. Bet River Sportsbook serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college, and pro basketball, and much, much more. Don't miss out on Bet River's many daily specials or try your hand at live player props or same-game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can count on your withdrawal approval happening fast with more than 80% of withdrawals approved instantly at Bet Rivers. Get started with life after football with the Bet Rivers app. So, Matt, we've, of course, got much more to cover here, and we will talk a little bit more about some more college basketball and uh, basically possibly who we think might be National Player of the Year and give you those numbers when you come back with us right here. Follow the money on these and these sports betting networks. The Sports Betting Network. If you miss any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows, download and listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast. Get Coast to Coast Hoops with Greg's Hoops Peterson. We're going to look at every major and some of the minor college basketball games on the upcoming schedule to find the best betting opportunities. There's also Beating the Book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert. We've got First Strike. We've got Long Shots and many, many more. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Dave Ross alongside Matt Eumanns. Follow the money right here on VEASAN. I always mention the Long Shots podcast because I think doing yeoman's work on there, finding a lot of golf winners so far uh, from the West Coast swing. Now they're coming back east to the Florida swing beginning this week at the Honda Classic. We'll get into all that a little bit later on in the program. But we mentioned college basketball a little bit, Matt. And you mentioned Kansas putting up the 100-plus spot and Villanova with a tough loss at UConn. And you start to look down the list here with some of the possible players of the year and the candidates here. And you see the top 25 rankings. There is normally a correlation with player and team, right? It's hard to win the national player of the year and be on a real dog team. Ben Simmons at LSU, <laughs> right? Did, did, he didn't win national player of the year, did he, at LSU? His team didn't even make the tournament, right? So that's like it's hard to do that correlation. So sometimes when you look at it, Shibway, obviously Kentucky, and you look at where they're ranked, and you go, all right, top 10 team, arguably the best player. You can understand why he's the shortest favorite on the board at plus 150. You can go down to, say, Chet Holmgren at, at Gonzaga, number one in the nation, 21, 20 to 1. And then you look at Panchero there at Duke, and Paolo's 28 to 1 uh-huh. with the Dukies as the top 10 team. What do you make of the numbers, and what names stand out to you? I think Oscar Tshwebe's got to be the player of the year, and he's a, uh, say, deserved favorite right now, plus 150. 
It's insane what this guy's doing. 16.5 points, 15.2 rebounds a game, shooting 59% from the field. Uh, transfer from West Virginia has just been a monster. Anytime a guy can go out every night and get 16 and 15, uh, it's pretty impressive. And Kentucky right now is my top-rated college yeah. basketball team in the country. We'll get to that here in a second. Now, Gonzaga is number one in the polls, but that was the case last year, too. We saw what happened against Baylor in the national championship game. But right now, as far as this player of the year race, Oscar Tshwebe, the favorite, plus 150. Kofi Coburn of uh, Illinois, the big man, the Shaq of the Big Ten, mm-hmm. 11-2, to two, plus 550. Johnny Davis of Wisconsin, 6-1. to one. Keegan Murray of Iowa, plus 850. O'Shea Agbaji of Kansas, 9-1. to one. Then you have some longer shots there. Chet Holmgren, Benedict Matherin, Jaden Ivey, Drew Timmy, Paolo Banchero, and Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith's probably going to be the number one pick in the draft, and he's 28-1. to one. Paolo Banchero's going to be the second or third pick mm-hmm. in the draft, and he's got the same odds. And... Uh, but it's not about who projects best to the NBA. It's about yeah. who's having the best college season. And I would say right now it's got to be to Sweeby. Now, I think Johnny Davis is going to be the Big Ten player of the year. He's my pick at Wisconsin. He averaged seven points last year. He's averaging about 21 this year. In the biggest win the Badgers have had in the Big Ten, he put up 37 points at Purdue. And this guy's been uh, incredible for the Badgers. And he was again on Sunday in a victory over Michigan. Uh, so it looks like Wisconsin's got a pretty good shot here to at least share the Big Big Ten regular season title with Illinois or Purdue. And Johnny Davis, a big reason why. He's my pick to be Big Ten Player of the Year. I think he should be second on this list. But, hmm. I mean, you can make a case. I think you can make a better case for Keegan Murray and O'Shea Agbaji than you can Kofi Coburn at this point. But, hey, man, all those players on that list are big time and uh, – all those guys are going to play in the NBA. When you look at Holmgren at twenty to one, and you look at Timmy at twenty-five to one, Timmy, and you wonder uh-huh. if it's like dueling votes because you're on the same team, right? And Joe T- Timmy was the guy that everybody fell in love with last year with the great mustache, and you know they get all the way to the finals before getting knocked off. Then he comes back this year, Gonzaga. I do wonder two things: one, you're going to get the split vote, and two, people don't watch unless you're people like us with no lives, and you just watch West Coast basketball. People don't watch West Coast basketball, certainly WCC basketball on the East Coast, watching Gonzaga, say, play Pepperdine. They're just not going to do it. So all the other names on the list that you mentioned, you're going to see them. And most of those players do reside Mm -hmm. on at least, if not the Midwest, but on the East Coast. So is there a bias built in against two guys in Gonzaga that don't get the same recognition and or publicity because of the conference they play in and when they play and who they actually play? Well, first of all, the people you were talking about, you say who don't watch, if you're voting for this award, you better be watching. You should be. If you're a college basketball writer and the number one team in the nation's playing or a top five team, you better be watching. But you know how that goes sometimes. We, you find out about the, the Super Bowl that they're already voting before the two-minute warning. I mean, there's some stupid rules on things that we wager on mm-hmm. when we try. And I just wonder if there's an implicit bias against a team like Gonzaga because they're not high profile once they go to their conference schedule. Yeah, I don't think uh, necessarily there's a bias. What makes it hard here for Holmgren and uh, Timmy is you got two stars on the same team. Right. So uh, you don't have one transcendent star who can uh, get the votes, kind of like Oscar to Sweeby's guy who's carrying that Kentucky team, or Johnny Davis at Wisconsin, or Keegan Murray at Iowa, or Agbaji at Kansas. You so got the two stars. Vote, right? Yeah, it's kind of a hurt. split vote yep. for Gonzaga, and that's what makes it a little bit more difficult. Even a Duke, Paulo Banchero, is 
obviously the biggest uh, star that the Blue Devils have. So I'm kind of surprised to see him all the way down at 28 to one mm-hmm. early in the season. I thought uh, he was going to emerge as the favorite to win this award, and he's 28 to one. By the way, Duke's going to be in action in a revenge game tonight at Virginia. Uh, let's take a look quickly okay. at um, what we're talking about, Gonzaga. For this week's uh, point spread weekly, I wrote a column about the Zags. And Dave, how this kind of feels like Groundhog Day every year. It's not February 2nd, but a week or two after the Super Bowl when everybody runs out of football topics uh-huh. to talk about and they turn their attention to college hoops. And it's all, Gonzaga is clearly the best team in college basketball. We, did, we went through this last year. It seems like we go through this almost every year where Gonzaga is number one after the Super Bowl, and you debate it. This is from Matt Metcalf, the Circa Sportsbook director, and he's quoted in the, uh, the column I wrote. He said, the Zags are like five points clear of the field. And that's big, actually. Wow. Five points clear of the field, in his opinion. In my mind, if Kentucky or Arizona get knocked out early, Gonzaga is even money. That would be to win the tournament. The market probably thinks they are a couple points better, not five, but I just think they are the only proven commodity and haven't touched their ceiling. I think their floor is everyone else's ceiling. Those Ooh, are strong words wow. from Matt Metcalf, Circus Sportsbook Director. Um, you know, I disagree a little bit. I disagreed last year when everybody was touting Gonzaga as one of the all-time great teams. Uh, you got to look for the flaws, you know, in a team like that. Mm-hmm. And last year I said it was their perimeter defense, their their weak rim defense, and when they ran up against a team with athletic guards and wings that could beat them off dribble penetration and attack the basket, they could get exposed, and that's what happened. But it didn't happen until the championship game right. against Baylor. Now, when you get into the tournament, too, the way these teams uh, set up in the bracket is going to be big. But right now, my power rankings in, uh, in, in the blue box is what I had these teams ranked in the preseason. Obviously, I made a big mistake on Arizona. Well, nobody I, saw that. I saw. I say this every year. The worst set of power ratings I put out, or the weakest ones, are the preseason ones, right before the first games are played. Uh, but I had right now. I've got Kentucky one. I've got Kentucky one point better than Arizona and Duke. I've got Kentucky one and a half points better than Gonzaga in the four spot. I've got Auburn five, Kansas six, Purdue seven, Villanova eight, Texas Tech nine, UCLA ten. Uh, the biggest jump on the board from the preseason by far is Arizona, which mm-hmm. I had 52nd in the preseason. And uh, I saw Arizona play in November. And, Dave, I'm not stubborn. I can admit uh, when I'm wrong, I saw Arizona play in November, and I upgraded Arizona from 52nd to 8th. Uh, Immediately. In, into the top 10 after watching that team play two games, two or three games. I said I was definitely wrong about this. team's a lot better than what I thought. So, you know, there's always one or two teams like that they really shock you and that they're so much better when you see them in action than that you thought they were on paper in the preseason. So Arizona's made the biggest leap by far. But I've, I've still got Kentucky, Arizona, and Duke rated better than Gonzaga. I know some people will disagree strongly with that, but I, I want to tell you something about the Zags. In uh, late November, early December, they lost two games on neutral courts. One was a semi-neutral to Alabama right. and Seattle. The other was to Duke and Las Vegas. Right. You know, Gonzaga has not played a top 25 opponent in a true road game this season. Gonzaga has played only four true road games the entire season. Only four true road games. So I don't know why the numbers, and Ken Pomeroy does an awesome job, obviously, uh, and he's got Gonzaga rated number one. His rating's similar to Matt Metcalf's rating on the Zags. And uh, he's got the Zags a few points better than the rest of the field. 
I'm not sure what the Zags have done in the past two months to warrant that. Like I said, they have not beat a quality opponent in a true road game. So it's like, I'm not there yet on Gonzaga. I wasn't there last year. And I'm not, Dave, I'm not being negative about yeah. the Zags. I've still gotten rated the fourth best team in college basketball. I just don't have them number one. Yeah, it's, it's not like you're, you're discrediting them. They're still a top four team in your ratings. Of course, if you're looking for more sports betting discussions around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a city of, uh, series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There's CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. When we come back, talk, talk a little NBA. Come on back. It is Visa, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Sports Betting Network. No more football? Well, no problem. Bet Rivers serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college, and pro basketball, and much more. Don't miss out on Bet Rivers' many daily specials or try your hand at live player props or same-game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can count on your withdrawal approval happening very fast. With more than 80% of withdrawals approved instantly at Bet Rivers. Get started with life after football with the Bet Rivers app. Dave Ross alongside Matt Eumis. This is Follow the Money right here on VEASAN as we get ready. I, did you watch, by the way, the All-Star game? Because I actually did. I mean, Wes and I were, get, were doing the show here. Uh, we were doing betting across America on Sunday, and we were talking a lot about the NBA All-Star game. I had zero interest going in. And then I watched the first, and I was like, you know what? I don't know what changed. Maybe it was just Stephen Curry. I actually enjoyed it. Okay. I actually did, Matt. Easily, enter, easily entertained, Dave. You were not entertained. Huh? I did not watch it. I, I thought it was interesting that the previous 10 All-Star games had a total of 323 points. And this All-Star game ended on 323 points. And the total insane. opened 322 and closed 324. Uh, that was the most that interesting thing. Now, obviously, Stephen Curry's three-point shooting yeah. exhibition uh, was entertaining. I watched some of the highlights. I, I tell you the truth, these... Uh, pro All-Star games tough. have gotten to the point. The Pro Bowl was a complete joke. That was a farce. Uh, the NFL Pro Bowl, a joke. Uh, the NBA All-Star game, they really don't play defense until the end. I, that's okay. I don't, yeah. I don't I don't care about the NBA All-Star game. I don't hate it. Uh, baseball All-Star game is decent, but 
I really don't bet those games and uh, don't have great interest in well, watching. Well, if that game didn't go over with the way Steph Curry shot the basketball, he should mm-hmm. never take the over in an NBA All-Star game. I mean, it, that somehow didn't go over. I cannot believe it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the second half expectations here because I know a lot of people are going to start looking at the NBA now going, all right, let's make some future plays here, who we think is going to cut down the nets at the end of the year. Brooklyn is a very compelling team, obviously, for so many different reasons. Now James Harden is gone. Ben Simmons is in. They're waiting for KD to come back. It looks like, reportedly, you might get Ben Simmons. Sounds like, mentally, he's getting close to playing, according to Ramona Shelburne. Now, also, KD might be close to returning as well. So, when you see that those guys could be coming back, Goran Dragic, by the way, they just signed him. Mm -hmm. So, look, he's not the same Dragic of late as he's gotten old, as we all do. What do you make of Brooklyn now? Uh, do you look at them and say, yeah, they should be the favorites coming out of the East? No. I no. Say that. And that would be why. Well, I still think you got to look at uh, Milwaukee. You got to look at the Miami Heat, even uh, the Sixers after making a move for James Harden. I don't think the Nets are clear favorites. We don't know what's going to happen with uh, Kyrie. I would assume at some point he's going to be cleared to play home games. Mm-hmm. I guess. Um, I... You, would, you would think so. Dave, you're into politics, right? What's going on there? Anyway, I I just, it's crazy. I, like, right now, the, so here's play, the thing. The Nets, not, not too long ago, the Nets were the favorites to win the NBA championship. Mm-hmm. And then they lost 11 straight games. Oh. Uh, they're 31 and 28 right now, seven games back, and they're in the eighth spot in the East. Now, they can make up that game, that ground quickly if you get Kevin Durant. Let's say you get KD and Kyrie back, and uh, Ben Simmons is on the floor. Yeah, the Nets could, could go on a tear, but I just. I don't see it happening. It doesn't look like it's going to come together for this team that quickly. I think the Nets just want to get to the playoffs. Yeah. And they feel like they can beat anybody. They don't They don't need home court if they've got their new big three together. Uh, but, uh, no, I'm not going to buy into Brooklyn uh, yet. I've, Miami Heat's my pick to win the East. And I'm looking, you know, Brooklyn right now, plus 475 we're seeing here uh, at some shops. And also, you have to, to handicap the rest of the East, to your point. And Milwaukee plus 700. That's, that seems like quite the variance for the defending champions, Milwaukee to do it again, plus 700. With Brooklyn, plus 475. A lot of pieces still have to come together in Brooklyn for me to take those type of numbers. Speaking of numbers, the favorite still remains the Phoenix Suns. And this was the interesting news of Chris Paul's injury. By the way, he played in the All-Star game, which was bizarre. Two minutes. Took one two, shot. Two minutes. Took a shot. Was trying to get an honorary assist. That didn't happen. How you don't get that in the All-Star game, I don't know. But they're still there at plus 400 alongside the Warriors. Now, okay, so you go, well, that's fine. Campaign will step in. Wait a second. Campaign said, not a campaign, but Cam Payne. Cameron Payne. Thank you. Said on a Phoenix radio show that while his wrist injury is improving, quote, he still has some complications and considers himself day-to-day for now. I get it. That people are just go, well, when Chris Paul comes back, everything will be fine. Right. So my plus 400 ticket's going to be okay. Wait a minute. I, I mean, remember what happened when he was in H-Town? And he, he couldn't go against Golden State in that game six. They could have closed out the Warriors, and they mm-hmm. lost game seven. Right. <laughs> I, and I know they got over the hump a little bit last year by getting to the finals, finals with Chris Paul, who has yet to still get a championship. But that's a heck of a leap to me to say you're the co-favorites with Golden State. And we just assume after six to eight weeks, which, oh, by the way, takes you to the end of the regular season, yeah. that Chris Paul's going to be fine and, and Phoenix is going to be fine. I mean, are you, don't you think that should be reflective a little bit more in the odds with this injury? You know, JVT and I talked about this on uh, on the edge yesterday. I think he's still 
leans a little bit to the Suns. You know, if Chris Paul comes back, and he might be able to come back for the first round of the playoffs, if not that, the second round. I think uh, uh, Jonathan Von Tobel still likes the Suns a little bit better than the Warriors. Mm. I, I like I lean to the Warriors because you don't know, you know, in two months when Chris Paul comes back if he's going to be in, if he's going to be ready to roll like he was Chris Paul before the All Star break, and there's a lot of things that can happen here in the next two months while he's out. Right. I like the makeup of the Warriors team. They've had some times here in the first half of the uh, season where they've struggled a little bit. Uh, but big picture, I still like Golden State a little bit better, especially if Chris Paul is going to miss the next two months. Right now, Suns are 48-10. and 10. They're six and a half up on Golden State. And uh, they went into the break with a seven-game win streak. But this could be a much different team here in the next uh, two months without Paul. I grabbed a little bit of the futures in the Western Conference on Denver. Because, again, if we're going to make this extrapolation with Chris Paul. And you could have Jamal Murray coming back. There you go. So, like, I'm going to get up. I got 15-1 to and win the, win the West. You get 35-1 to and win the NBA title. Not that I actually believe that the Nuggets can go all the way 14-1 to and win the West here. Um, but I like them to possibly get out of the West if those guys get healthy. And if Chris Paul is not the same guy. Mm-hmm. We'll find out if he's going to be the same guy to six to eight weeks. But if not, I think this becomes wide open. But I understand your lean towards the Warriors because right now, they're going to get healthier too. They're going to get Draymond back, and when they and I know some people laugh at that, but that makes a big difference for them. I'm not laughing. Who who's laughing at that? Oh, you know, some people think Draymond's not that good. I, I'm whether you think Draymond's great or not, he's a key cog. Who's some people? You know, some who's some, some people. Twitter. Draymond's good. He's a, he's an all round player. You know what Twitter says? They hate on everybody. Zion Williamson. I don't know two people who are on Twitter more than maybe you and Wes Reynolds. I love it. It's it's like the, the necessary it's a, it's a evil. lifestyle for uh, you guys. It's the necessary huh? evil in my life. I just love to see the, the animosity that people have on Twitter. It's it's fascinating <laughs> to me. Uh, Zion Williamson may require quote a second surgery in his right foot, but nothing has been decided. That according to C- Christian Clark of NOLA.com. So we don't know when we're going to see Zion Williamson uh, back in New Orleans. Now, interestingly enough, of course, they made the big trade to go to get C.J. McCollum out of Portland. C.J. McCollum said that basically he hadn't heard anything from Zion. I don't know that that's you need to do that, but then they said that they spoke finally over All-Star Game weekend uh, after that Pelly's and Blazers trade. Do you read anything into this? Is Because I know people are starting to go connect dots and go, well, maybe Zion's never going to play again in New Orleans. Like, is there, is there problems here that we're not really used to? Because – Maybe he's just an aloof guy. Maybe he doesn't like to talk to his teammates when he's not at work. I don't know. What are you reading with Zion? Well, if that's the case, I'm, I'm kind of sick of the soap opera BS uh, with, with a lot of these stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if Zion is detached, J.J. Redick went after Zion Williamson yesterday on uh, one of those ESPN talk shows. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith was on the other half of the screen. And Redick was pretty pointed in his criticism, saying that he's a detached teammate. Here's the thing. If you're going to build your franchise around this guy, you can't be a detached teammate. you got to be a leader. And it sounds like that's not Zion Williamson right now. So that's a problem with the Pelicans moving forward. If the guy that they said they're going to build around, the number one pick, is detached and uh, is not communicating with his teammates. Obviously, he's overweight. He's got injuries. Mm -hmm. He's got a lot of issues right now. So to me, that's the the bigger issue there with uh, the Pelicans going forward. I, I really don't care. You know, as far as... When you trade for McCollum, I don't think Zion is obligated to call him right away and say, "Hey, welcome to New Orleans. This is Zion Williamson. Great, I'm, I'm the mayor. Great to see you." Yeah, I don't <laughs> think 
I don't think you're obligated to do that. At some point, yeah, you could probably send a text and say, hey, great to have you on the team. Look forward to seeing you. But why do people blow this stuff out of proportion? I don't know. Some people, Dave. Some Twitter. Some people. They blow it out of proportion. The same people who say Draymond Green can't play anymore. I remember when I was in Chicago, obviously, and Derrick Rose was still there, and this is still Derrick Rose coming off MVP Uh Derrick Rose. And remember Carmelo Anthony was a free agent? And there was a big hub, yeah. hub about, well, Derek Rose said it's not my job to recruit. Right. I thought, I wow. That. Yeah. That's it. So, again, if maybe Zion, some people feel that he should be the mayor of New Orleans and he should be the welcoming committee. Others might say, Ben Simmons, talk to your teammates more. Maybe you won't get traded as much. Uh, this first hour of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Get a 100% first deposit match bonus now with the code 250 match must be 21 or older. Offer not valid in all areas. Check betrivers.com for full offer details and rules. Come on back. Jeff Seeley is going to join us talking all thing golf when you come back with us. Follow the money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.